You're listening to PorchDrinking.com's The Porchcast, brought to you by ONTAP Credit Union. And now, The Porchcast. All right, everyone, and welcome to episode 109 of The Porchcast. My name is Tristan Chan. I'm your host, and uh, once again, joined by our co-host, Corey David. Corey, how's it going, man? Dude, everything's great. Just Welcome got back. back stateside? Yeah, I was going to say, I just got back from vacation. I will say that the beer selection in Indonesia, not that great. Uh, a couple highlights for sure, but happy to be back with the American craft brewing scene. Yeah, man. Well, we are very stoked to uh, return after GABF. Um, this is w- episode 109, and we are broadcasting from the Charlie Papazian Brewing Education Lab here at Metro State in downtown Denver. Um, we're joined today by a couple of fantastic guests. We've got Katie Strain, lab manager and lecturer for the brewery operations uh, in the School of Hospitality here at Metro State. We also have Bernardo Alatore, director of brewery operations, sorry, director of the brewery operations program here at Metro State. And then our friend Tony Nito, uh, vice president of lending from ONTAP Credit Union has joined us once again. Tony, great to see you. My pleasure. Great to see you guys again. Um, before we jump into it, we're going to learn all about Metro State's brewing hospitali- or brewery operations uh, program here at the School of Hospitality. Before we jump into it, we got to give a couple special shout-outs. First and foremost, our friends at ONTAP Credit Union. ONTAP Credit Union isn't your average financial partner. They make making as easy as enjoying your favorite beverage while providing great financial advice in a friendly and welcoming environment. With ONTAP, Colorado comes first, which is why they offer low loan rates for cars, homes, credit cards, and more. And with ONTAP's mobile app, you can have instant access to your accounts, whether you're meeting friends at a local brewery, out on the slopes, or wherever your next adventure takes you. Member-owned, Colorado Proud, federally insured through NCUA. Find out more at ONTAPCU.org. Also, a big shout-out to our friends at the Payroll Department. The Payroll Department has been proud to serve Colorado's many craft brewers for over 30 years. With integrated payroll, timekeeping, HR solutions, benefits, and paperless onboarding, the friendly and helpful team at the Payroll Department can take care of your business while you focus on doing what you do best, making good beer. And with Payroll Department's new easy-to-use app and online platform, your days of waiting through paperwork are over. You and your employees can easily access all of your information right at your fingertips. Each brewery in our state is crafting something unique that brings together community and makes this place feel like home. Don't let payroll and HR take you away from your passion. The payroll department is here to help. For more information, email marketing at payrolldept.biz or visit them online at payrolldept.biz. All right, let's jump right into it. Uh, Great to see you guys. Thanks for having us here in this beautiful facility here at the uh, uh, School of Hospitality here at Metro State. Tell us a little bit about the uh, Charlie Papazian Brewing Education Lab. Uh, it finally kind of officially launched recently. Um, I'm, I'm very curious, um, how, how, how do people get involved here? I know that it's an opportunity for folks to get formal training on a commercial brewing system and learn the ins and outs of brewing. So tell us a little bit more, Bernardo. Well, well, welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, Porch Drink, and this is it's a it's a very unique opportunity that we have to share the 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 facilities with uh, with uh, some of the media, and it's uh, we're we're really thrilled to do that. Well, the the Charlie Papazian Bird Education Lab it's that's probably the pinnacle of what uh, what any educator can actually wish in the uh, realm of uh, brewery operations, and the reason for that is that it it brings the opportunity to expose the, the students to a really relatable experience. 
it's hard to explain with uh, you know a dry marker or a good presentation or even a good video uh, or even VR <laughs> to explain uh, the ins and outs of what a brewery is and, and not only what it is physically but what it actually represents in terms of uh, an organization and, uh, and a productive unit so we're not creating brewers here only we're actually taking a step forward and we are educating people that actually operates breweries which is different sure uh, a lot of a lot of people and tony would be able to uh, uh, test to that as well as uh, katie a lot of our friends in the uh, in the brewing community are very frustrated because they have extremely good products that have been terribly managed mm -hmm. and terribly operated with with uh, state-of-the-art equipment, state-of-the-art ideas that didn't don't come to fruition because they don't get the boring part, you know? Mm. Uh, having the dream of brewing, it's easy. It's, uh, it's, it's something that it's, that it's so compelling to so many people, 9,245 people have founded breweries in this country and, and uh, that's, the, that's the real thing, the real uh, liking of it. But the problem is, how do you keep it up, right? How do you keep it alive? What would you say are the boring parts? Well, the boring parts, they're not boring for me at all. I mean, <laughs> I find for brewing me. incredibly boring. I was, I, was in beers, I was in beer sales, so I was the flash guy. You know what yeah. I mean? I didn't know how to brew. I couldn't, I couldn't stay awake during a brew day. I would just bring donuts to the brewers and just call it. But uh, that would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's a tip you're probably not going to learn in class. But uh, that was the boring part to me. So to you, what like what are the boring parts of bo uh, brewing that people don't know? Because obviously they think of brewing at beer is the only thing, right? What are the people not thinking of? Well, first first of all, if, we, if, if you're going to come to one of our classes as the uh, – as uh, oh, we got the boring guy as a guest speaker. Here you go. No. It's, it's on my business card, yeah. Right? <laughs> it, could, it could work. It, it, it could be a good hook. No, the, the fact that matters is that I call it the boring parts because in reality, when you have a brewery and you are, you are operating the brewery, you are worried about, let's say, sales, distribution, supply chain, uh, f finance, HR, um, all kinds of uh, production management, uh, all kinds of, uh, of uh, design and, and uh, minutia, marketing, all, yeah. kinds of, all those kinds of things. If you are not prepared to do that, you're going to spend 80% of that of your time into doing that mm -hmm. because you're going to be doing it wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong, getting frustrated, abandoning it, take, picking it up the next day, abandoning it, uh, getting all kinds of circles, of uh, vicious circles. Whereas if you are proficient at it, you're still got to do it. You still got to do it no matter what. Uh, but you can be the, the star brewer 80% of the time and do the boring parts or the, or the least, least attractive parts of the, of the brewing business, the ones that are pertinent to any other business in the, in the, in the country. Really. Oh, I'm sure we all know people that made great beer as a home brewer, maybe someplace else, mm -hmm. but then didn't understand any other part of running mm -hmm. a business, right? So it's awesome to be able to get a sneak peek of that and learn how to do it comprehensively before you're just like, take, before you take out a loan and you're like, well, what do we do now? Right. I, I think it's interesting because, you know, we, we, always, we often talk about how you know, in a traditional, for traditional students growing up, take out the brewing uh, education side of things. You know, going to school, we learned all sorts of things that maybe weren't particularly applicable to, you know, growing, you know, things that you have to do in your, as a grown up in life. Uh, you know, we often talk about how important it would have been to learn how to do our taxes or, uh, but, you know, one of the things that I think is so 
uh, unique and, and interesting about what you all offer here at Metro State is that you offer the holistic side of the holistic picture of what it takes to run, operate, and uh, manage a brewery uh, from you know sourcing materials to you know uh, testing uh, testing your products in a sensory lab, which I think is super interesting. Um, you, you all also just have a, you all have a brew pub downstairs, so you can learn how to incorporate the the restaurant and hospitality side of things. Um, and and I know you know Tony, we're, we brought you in to talk a little bit about the financing side of it as well. But you know these are all aspects of running a business that you know you don't typically think of when you're when you think of you know I want to become a brewer or I want to become a brewery operator. And so I love that this is, you know, full circle and gives people at least a glimpse into every aspect of, you know, what it takes to run, operate, or, or take place, take part of a brewery. Yeah, the, 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 it's, it's very uh, satisfying, the fact that in this country in particular, uh, as well as in Europe and many, many, many instances, there's, uh, there's, there are amazing brewing institutions and schools. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can talk about anything from, uh, you know, uh, Burden. You can talk about uh, uh, UC Davis here. You can talk about uh, even, even um, Colorado State University that are extraordinary brewing institutionally, uh, institutional uh, educational uh, sites. Yeah. They will. You will. You will learn to brew as the best in the as the best in the world. Right. The, what we offer is, 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 as you were mentioning, the complementary and the actually circling around the, 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 more, the more holistic kind of a vision. We are, we are different. We do offer, of course, in, in, the, in the program a, a very solid brewing. You will learn how to brew and you will learn what brewing is and what brewing uh, ingredients and all that, all that, all that piece. But uh, anything from legal all the way to distribution, you can also learn here. That's very cool. Do you guys have like a recruiting process in play like they have for sports? Like we heard this guy was a great brewer in high school. We want to get him <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, is, there, is there a GABF for the, the collegiate level uh, where, where you're the different brewing schools compete against each other? I would and imagine you want to be, be competitive. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. yeah you got, I would uh, want to. Yeah, that would be a, the, brewing, the brewing league. And, and then we get, you know, what, you know what every brewery has in this country? It actually has a, a uh, uh, rubber band, uh, rubber band hook on the on the on the wall, and th yeah, you know you put a you put a uh, a command uh -huh. a hook, and then you do rubber bands for about half an hour <laughs> and, <laughs> and see how many uh, different colors, and that would be a perfect perfect. And of course, you have beers yeah. while you're doing it. Totally. So I was going to say guys with beards for sure. If I'm if, if oh, this isn't a trick beards. question, some yeah, of it. Yeah. No, no, that's a hey, that's nineties, bro. That's that's, that's yeah. Really we have, we have all hey, different kinds we, of brewers I'm now. I'm never going to give this up, but I'm never going to let it grow. <laughs> you know that's right. right. Well, you know, I, I think it, it's interesting, um, Katie. I, I definitely want to bring you in here because we talked, we teased a little bit about the the sensory lab and and um, kind of that that the brewery analytics side of of the operations. And I know that you're you you help to kind of manage that aspect of the program. Tell us a little bit more about what students learn from you know the lab QAQC portion of things, and also would love to hear a little bit more of your background as well. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I actually have a bachelor's in biochemistry and then a master's in ecotoxicology, okay. which sort of relate to fermentation, sure. right? um, but uh, I guess I, I don't have a degree in brewing or anything like that. 
Um, but I had helped get the lab started at the SIU Fermentation Science Institute, mm -hmm. Southern Illinois University. And then uh, we moved to Denver, and I knew that MSU Denver had a brewing operations school. And so I had reached out to Scott Kirkmans, who was the director at the time, and kind of told him my background. And it was perfect because we were just getting ready to open up our new lab space. Um, and so I just kind of um, politely weaseled my way <laughs> into the job, I think. Um, and, you know, did the same thing here, got the lab up and running, got TTB certified, and... Um, you know, started promoting the lab services. And then right around COVID, we just had a lot of personnel changes and I had the opportunity to start teaching some of the classes here. And uh, yeah, just a few classes keep <laughs> getting added on and I'm loving it. Bernardo and I are co-teaching brewing science this semester. It's a lot of fun working with him on a weekly basis. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the QAQC, it's uh, the Beverage Analytics QAQC Laboratory Services powered by the Siebel Institute. So it's a little bit of a mouthful. Mm -hmm. um, but we kind of partnered with Siebel. They were looking for um, just another educational instit institute to kind of work with. Um, and so they kind of refer, they don't have their own testing lab, so they'll refer clients to us. And they'll also send us samples from time to time to analyze. But, um, you know, we do mostly alcohol testing um either abv and beer or maybe it's proofing for spirits or something like that uh, but we can also do nutritional analysis uh, we have a wonderful microbiologist so she can do pretty much the full gamut on all micro testing um, every once in a while we'll try to pick up a research project <laughs> um, working on a couple cool things right now so hopefully we'll get some data together to present at some point but um yeah it's it's great and it's you know, a great way to support the industry, um, especially sure. a lot of our local Denver businesses. But we also have clients from all over the country that send us samples. So uh, that's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, being at GABF and walking by all the booths and being like, oh, I've tested that beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, so it's so cool. when you when you've seen those beers that you've tested, are you like, oh, we should probably avoid that one because <laughs> we no, tested actually. some serious flaws. And <laughs> <laughs> no, that is. Yeah, usually if a if a brewery has a problem, they've fixed it by yeah, now. You know, yeah. they sent us something. That, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, but it is cool no, to see kind of cool. how you know maybe some of those beers have come full circle. Right? Yes, absolutely. And then um, did uh, did any of the beers you guys test uh, win a medal? Oh, that's a good question. Not off the top of my head that I. I could would just do of. like a little like bragging rights for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we were we yeah. played a part in that one. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta start. Some of the our clients won medals, but I don't know about the specific beers that I remember testing. But I also don't remember everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's great experience for the students too because. Um, basically all of the money that we make from the testing services goes back to support the program, oh, that's mostly in the way of paying for things like the equipment service contracts, which sure. are, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars every year. So that way it doesn't have to come out of student fees. We can keep our fees low for our students. And, um, plus they get to be trained on really sophisticated analytical equipment. Um, you know, we've got, um, you know, like the Anton Parr alkalizer density meter, all the way up to thermo GC mass spec. Um, we've got the thermo discrete analyzer. So students are learning how to run, you know, pretty much standard stuff that most breweries should be doing anyway, like alcohol, pH, uh, TA, VDKs, uh, IBU, things like that, mm -hmm. color. Um, and then they also get trained on, 
you know, how to look at GC data, how to look at a fingerprint, and look at your aromas or esters or something and be able to, you know, manipulate the brewing process accordingly. Um, plus they get experience with microbiology, how to plate. They also do some PCR, um, you know, genetic sequencing and that kind of stuff as well. Very cool. So, yeah. Now, I want to bring in Tony real quick because uh, On Top Credit Union is, uh, I believe, a sponsor of the, of the program here. Is that correct, Tony? One of several. One of several. MSU Denver has some great partners uh, yeah. in addition to On Tap. But yes, we were one partner. I saw the amount on the placard down there, and I think you should be donating more to porch drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, <laughs> we need to. I think we need to tap into that uh, that donor list. And uh, no, but uh, Tony, uh, the reason that I, I want to loop you in here is because one of the services that you all offer to your brewery clients is the opportunity to partner with the lab here. Correct. Absolutely, and that's certainly something that we want to do more of when we bring on new clients, uh, particularly in the brewing space. You know, I, I've seen the lab that that Katie's referring to, and uh, you know, for our, our partners to have an opportunity to do a you know a water or ward analysis or you know maybe a flavor profile with these guys, uh, these are services that are offered here. And as a partner of MSU Denver, that's something that we want to help promote. That's incredible. Um, so you know. Tell us a little bit more about what, you know, how ONTAP Credit Union helps to support the, the brewing program here at uh, MSU. Well, I was fortunate enough just, uh, I don't know, about a week or 10 days ago to, to uh, you know, lecture one of Bernardo's classes uh, in, the, in the brewing hospitality school. Um, and we talked about a lot of things that, uh, you know, you run into, particularly uh, as a startup. You know, um, I know you all mentioned that. Uh, a little while ago, you talked about the the holistic program here at MSU Denver, and you know we talk a lot about cash flows and and you know some of the uh, trials and, and error that we'll run into uh, as a new brewer uh, and some of the things you know some of the pitfalls that we've seen that that they should look to avoid. So um, we get a lot of good feedback from that. A lot of lot of uh, students reach out to us directly after that and ask us questions. Um, so I think that you know much like what you all are doing here from an educational perspective. Uh, we're happy to partner with MSU Denver just because of, of the holistic, uh, uh, you know, program that they've created here. And, you know, I, I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago when I had the opportunity to be here for the, the launch of the Charlie Papazian Brew Lab and, and got to meet Charlie himself. Um, I would argue that this school is one of the preeminent hospitality programs in the country. It's very rare that you can go somewhere and They've got a hotel on site, a restaurant on site. They've got, you know, uh, a, a beverage analytics lab. Now they've got a full service uh, brewery. And, and, and these are all world class, uh, you know, pieces of equipment that they put into Katie's lab. And in terms of what Bernardo and, and the team built downstairs, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And it's, and it's funny. I'm sure some of these students come in here and see like, oh, our guest lecturer tonight, tonight is talking about financing one of those boring topics, but then they quickly find out that, uh, you know, a lot of the problems that you face uh, as a brewery is, you know, you know, financing your cash flow and then using that as, as your only method of, of financing your cash flow. But you quickly w awaken them to the idea of like, hey, you've got to get your ducks in a row to, to really become a successful brewery, correct? That's a great point. We talked about that in Bernardo's class and, and obviously, you know, not to get deep into finance, but there's only three ways to generate cash, either operating, uh, investing or financing activity. And if you're not creating operational cash and you're not generating, you know, investment cash, then 
you're borrowing to float everything. And uh, those are some of those trial and error uh, situations that we run into uh, with those guys and make sure that they're aware of, of what awaits them. Because to Bernardo's point, it's, it's not just about brewing the beer. It's about being able to run the business around it as well. And that's what's sustaining long term. Now, I know that uh, you kind of alluded to this, Tony, but uh, you will also have a brew pub downstairs. Tell us a little bit about, de is it Degree Brew Pub? It is Degree Brew Pub, and we actually just, um, I don't know when this is going to air, but this is this just happened yesterday when we got a full license to operate. Oh, that's incredible. And just, Congrats. And I just want to say, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. It was, it was a labor of love, I'm telling you. It was uh, an army of people doing things in order to get the license, and, and let me tell you why. Uh, both the state need, needed to be involved because we are not only a state, not only a state institution, but we're state property mm. in the city of Denver that operates under the city of Denver that also gets gets uh, gets uh, backing from the state. So it was getting everybody coordinated and uh, everybody from the state to the feds uh, getting us a, a brewer's notice. Uh, as well as the city of Denver, they treated us amazing. They were they were super good partners. They they guided us through the whole process, and finally we got licenses. So going back to your question, <laughs> uh, the the brew pub right now is is integrated by the fusion really of the Charlie Papazian Brewery Operations Lab and the what what used to be Degree Restaurant. Mm -hmm. Degree Restaurant was actually instituted when this whole complex was was built as part of a uh, an educational project where people actually was going to learn how to do a line uh, type of type of cooking at the same time that there was uh, there were there were mixology stations on several on several mm -hmm. locations as well as serving beer etc etc the the space that the brewery right now is occupying was originally a Red Robin and uh, that, that, that restaurant, you know, since uh, vacated and they changed their, their own principle of operation, but they actually um, allowed us, to, to, allowed us to, to take that space back from them and utilize it for the brewery. What, what, it, what it implies right now as a brew pub is that we have the food being originated in the, in the pub you know, in the, in the, in the kitchen. And now it can be served all across the, all across the facility, which is all the first floor where we're sitting right now. We do have a different, a different alcohol management for the rest of the school because we do have student tasting and uh, things like that, that go through a, a different organization. But right now we have a fully operating, fully operating uh, brew pub downstairs, which is not only rare, uh, I, I, I would challenge that is unique in the country in an educational institution. So that opens up to having people pour beer, service the taps, service food, uh, do, do accounting, do, do flow of, uh, of uh, do projections, all that kind of stuff that we didn't have the opportunity to do before. Two questions. Uh, one, are students allowed to use their dining dollars at the brew pub? <laughs> uh, 
I, I don't know. That's the only reason idea. I asked was because Cornell University has a similar setup to what you guys have. And when I worked at Harpoon, it was my number one draft line in an entire distribution center. Uh, was because, the, of, because of the Oh, the yeah. It was, it, was, it was on the bar at the hotel, and students could go use their dining dollars over at the bar. I don't know if that's changed, but <laughs> something that I just didn't know. It's probably going to move a lot of beer if they can. Well, here's, a, here's <laughs> the difference between us and, uh, and, and you can actually put pressure on this. Uh, we don't have a residential program in MSU Denver, mm. so okay. we don't we don't necessarily have a have a, a commons thing on site, yeah. right? All right? Sorry, kids. But we, I know, right? <laughs> but the, the, yeah, I know that we in Denver. Come on. Anyway, no. Uh, the the thing about it is that what we're trying to do is we're gonna have we're gonna have guest taps, and and those guest taps are gonna be general commercial breweries because. And all honestly, we have two fermenters and one one one. Not tank. gonna be able to crank out that ah, much beer. And we have yeah. ten taps. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna fill those taps one way or another. Sure. Trust me. Yeah. And uh and and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Cool. Now uh what kind of beer centric, beer focused things have you guys done down there? Now that it is, it goes hand in hand with the brewing program that you actually have. In terms, like any particular equipment that you guys installed, anything that you know, if you follow like the BA, like how to properly pour beer, set up a draft system. Like, is there anything unique that you guys did down in the brew pub that made it more like this is a great place to have a beer? Well, we 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 certainly do have a state of the art. The brewing and the and the equipment itself, but you know, we also have to accept the brewery. But in terms of service, we have a long draw system from uh, Denver Beverage that they actually donated. They're an amazing partner of ours, and uh, and we have ten taps, uh, uh, Micromatic, who also donated some of the some of the equipment, and uh, and that's we're we're gonna break apart like two or three of those taps, clean them. Until they run out of, uh, you know, the 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 the, 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 <laughs> the tubing pretty much just wears out, kind yeah. of thing. To teach people how to do it correctly, you will sure. find no cleaner faucet in the city yep. after fi- <laughs> right yep. after final exams. Ex- <laughs> exactly. And oh, by the way, you can you know rinse. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, we're gonna do all that uh, at the same time that uh, that we're gonna teach people how to how to properly not only maintain. A service line, but but uh, how to entice the people, the the public to to try something different, mm-hmm. to try something that that is not necessarily um, expected from yeah. the from from our tap. So well, speaking of guest taps, you know, I know that you all also bring in uh, guest lecturers, professional brewers from uh, breweries here in Colorado. Is that correct? That is correct. Last uh, well, yesterday we had Charlie Papazian. Which you know can't, can't get any better than that. The guy who wrote the book on brewing, literally. for for real, and 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 some of the students, some of the it was funny because some of the students actually were 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 kind of chatting between themselves about something totally unrelated to the tasting they were doing, and I'm like, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, do you like music? Yes, I love music. It's like, what what kind of music do you like? It's like, oh, I like guitar music. Okay, could you please shut up because that's. Eddie Van Halen right there in front of you, <laughs> you know, can you just, just, okay, okay, oh, okay, okay. The godfather himself. Yeah. Yes. yeah, like, yeah Does yeah, he yeah. have a TikTok? Right, right? <laughs> so, um, so, what was the question? Uh, I was just basically asking about, like, the equipment that you guys have created. Oh, the sorry, yeah. The, 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 oh, we're talking about, about guest lectures. Yes, 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 so yeah. we've had uh, Josh Rapp from, oh, yeah, from Avery, Avery mm-hmm. and uh, he's been here a couple times uh, tra- sharing both 
the design of a brand as well as the management of a brand as it goes into production. So how, how, does, how does a medium-sized brewery, well, you know, 60,000 barrel brewery, does medium, it? Medium, yeah. But, right. <laughs> but um, but uh, we've also had uh, a couple of times, uh, to a much smaller group, we've had um, Doug O'Dale uh, just commenting on, on what brought him into brewing, right? What what brought him into being at being at uh, steam, uh, Anchor Steam and Anchor Brewing and sure. and then going into opening his own brewery and what are the what are the things that that he actually looks into in a beer and things like that. So yeah, to, well, to that to that effect, yeah, we're trying to bring as many good people as we can. Well, it's a big week for your students because they start with Charlie Papage and they finish with porch drinking here. Uh, we're gonna, yeah, there you we're go. We're gonna be doing the. Uh, our blind tasting series here uh, right afterwards um, featuring mixed culture and, and spontaneous uh, and sour beers. So so a very exciting opportunity for the students to actually take part in a sensory panel and, and, and actually provide feedback yeah. for, for our brewers. Um, you, know, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I think is interesting about this time period in brewing is that there's a lot of change happening in the industry. You know, uh, we, we've seen all sorts of reports in terms of, you know, declining sales for craft beer over the last two years. Um, and, and part of that is just the, the diversity of options that are out there on the market. You're seeing seltzer, uh, hard seltzer kind of uh, getting a rise and then, uh, you know, now ready to drink cocktails. How much, uh, how, how much of this program touches on kind of the innovation front of beer? Um, because, you know, one of the things that I, I think a lot of brewers are struggling with the, these days is, is trying to adapt to, you know, changing tastes from consumers. Um, you know, you have uh, stuff that's happening on the innovation front in the hop world, from hop deals to phantasm powder to biotransformation. Uh, do you guys focus much on kind of the innovation front when you're, when you're teaching kind of the brewing side of things? Uh, I wouldn't say we focus on it. We include it mm -hmm. as part of the as part of the necessity of actually just continuing learning for the most updated knowledge that that, that it's out there. There's another type of innovation, mm -hmm. and that's that's where I think the f the 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 real economy is actually traveling to, and that is not necessarily the beer, but the service of beer. Mm, yes, uh, the brewer needs to. In these times of crisis, as we have done on everything from cars to planes to war, we contract, we rethink, and we go and launch much stronger. And I think that having a, a very strong brewer movement that stays put, that stops looking for distribution no matter what, that thinks that a canning line is a, the, the greatest success that they can have, it's not. It is a huge commitment. It is a huge gamble. And when you gamble with a dream, you generally lose it mm. in one way or another. You might win, you might get more, much more money, but you don't get the same beers marketed out. You don't get the same pace of innovation, things like that. So in terms of innovation, what I always, what I always suggest is innovate as hard as you can and try to incorporate all these elements in, into it, but stay where you're at. Get get your regulars. Get 
Gotta get build your foundation first, and also also build build the build the trust of that that extended group of people that actually are gonna be each one of them are gonna be talking to seven other people is like go to this place, go to this place, go to this place, and that actually disseminates just like everything has. How how do restaurants go? Restaurants don't 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 open up dreaming to be a chain. They don't. So why are we why are we breweries ninety four hundred right? Just a tiny little group compared to restaurants. Trying to do that, mm. trying to get this this massive massive thing. So that's the part of innovation that we're trying to do. The part of innovation of also looking at the business different, not only the beer different, mm. because we're not necessarily beer centric. Gotcha. Um, you know, so often have we heard the kind of story of homebrewers. Uh, you know, people saying that you know I started homebrewing and my friends told me that I made really great beer and I decided to start a brewery. You know, I feel like that story was pretty much across the board, pretty ubiquitous for the, for the past 10, 15 years. But now you're seeing that that's not necessarily able to cut it in the world of just, you know, I'm gonna be a home brewer and then I'm gonna start a brewery. There's, there's a steeper learning curve. Oftentimes when we visit those breweries uh, these days, it's, you know, we, we definitely are, are seeing that the quality isn't quite there. Uh, how important is uh, you know the opportunity to, to brew on a com commercial system and learn the full side of the of the uh, brewery operations here at, the, at a school like uh, MSU. T tell us a little bit about kind of how big of a of a difference that makes for people who are you know wanting to start a brewery in this day and age. I I, I think it's huge because uh, I'll I'll exemplify one of my one of my. Um, really relevant uh, relevant example that I can that I can point we have a we have a, a student and uh, uh, Katie and I have that student in and this person is right now the head brewer of a brewery and that's not a it's not a trivial brewery is a, is a very well recognized I don't want to mention them because I don't want to just pinpoint their privacy um, but they want to they are an extraordinarily good brewer very very good I mean it's somebody that actually can teach me some things about brewing mm -hmm. uh, without a doubt you know practical things and also some some good examples uh, they just came back from from hop selection a couple of weeks ago etc etc but they would not they don't want to become brewers they want to become beer marketers interesting and they have a major on uh, English literature and and they are preparing themselves as the most the strongest brewer so that when they go out in the, in the, in the marketing world they know exactly what they're talking about and they and they they have this lexicon that they can actually translate through that English management and that mastery that they have into an offering that actually is uh, uh, that it's uh, ironclad. For me, that's 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 just that's just amazing. So they practice their basic principles here. They develop a entrepreneurial acumen. They have experience in the in the. the that's the new brewer. Yeah. My best brewers have been this this person that it's uh, that it's an English major, a uh, an astrophysicist. And the other one was a, a criminal, uh, criminal psychologist. So I mean, the, the, the brewing world is just, 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 just a plethora of personalities that actually just welcomes all these kinds of talents. You know? Yeah, 
I feel like if you have that combination of somebody that knows the brewing side and also can speak um, effectively to like sell beer or market beer, that's a great combination because most of the time brewers in front of like a, in a presentation type setting, unless they're just talking about brewing, they wilt like flowers. It's usually not a good setup for them. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's probably uh, they're probably thinking about just um, the creating the whole the the full package. You know, like some, something that you know can can go out there and speak the language, but also walk the walk, and and then also potentially make a little bit more money than than actually being on the brewing side, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's it's interesting that you bring this up that. Uh, you have someone who has an extensive background in brewing and, and decides to come back to school. How often do you see kind of, you know, when people think of higher education, they typically think of younger, you know, students coming in who maybe are fresh out of college or, or maybe haven't even gone to college who want to go directly into this trade. Do you see that uh, there's a ba- more of a balance in terms of the age demographics of, of people who attend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So significant, significant balance and significant difference because the uh, in the university itself, uh, we have good, good percentage of uh, first generation students, mm. and those tend to be younger. Those tend to be uh, right out of uh, high school kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and the population doesn't doesn't permeate so much into programs like ours. But uh, we also have a significant amount of post military. Mm, uh, population and they are in their late 20s early 30s they have already worked at a brewery or two or three or ten and they're coming back to really strengthen in order to take the plunge and have some funding secured and some really solid I- ideas but they don't want to take the risk yeah. on, on its own and 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 also given the benefits that they get uh, that they get from the military they they see well why would I just risk just going with my gut if i can get the knowledge to do it a little bit more knowledgeably knowledgeably if you want if that's a word mm-hmm. and uh, and and try to uh try to uh, get get better results so in terms of 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 attraction that's 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 the key i think that our true future market and this is just a just a thought uh, our true future market is a combination of professionals that are working in the beer trade right now as well as newcomers into the beer trade that want to venture into it that have a that have an uh, um, an effective kind of uh, an, an emotional attachment to 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 the trade itself so if we can balance both somebody that already knows how bad it can get or how good it can get as well as somebody that has those glossy eyes, and I'm going to be a brewer, and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to just, 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 just have to hunch over because of all the metals that I'm that I'm having my neck. Uh, that's th- th- if we can combine those two, I think that one actually puts the control of the dream, and it keeps infusing it, and those people that might be already a little not a little the solution, out, yeah. but not this, yeah, not n- not even burnt out, but but overly cautious and overly mm. um, overly uh, more more Risk-averse. Imp- impresarial right yeah. right right more 
more, okay, let's do this. Okay, no, let's not take that risk. Okay, let's not do this new beer. Yeah. As opposed to the other one. That not as open to like new styles. Yep, and, yep, yep. They want to do, you know. Uh, very, very yep. Uh, uh, the, the way that it's always been done. A tiramisu, yeah, they want to do a tiramisu uh, <laughs> infused uh, stout with uh, with a couple of cinnamon sticks, you know. I mean, yeah. I, whatever it is. So, I think both both extremes um, uh, hit each other. And one thing that we... Uh, I, if if I go to retirement without achieving it, I'll come back. But uh, we need to get more women in this trade. This trade, I'm sorry, but it's extremely, extremely um, skewed towards towards uh, a white male population, and not because it's that kind of a environment, you know, like aggressive against. It's just not attractive. Mm. It's just that we have not. We have not gained that attraction, and and to have half of the population's brains sleeping on the you know it's bad. Yeah. You're talking about you were just talking about uh, innovation. What about the innovation on that side? Totally. What do I know? What do I know that uh, I don't know anything? You know, I don't. I don't. I can't feel. I can't feel the same. The same uh, impulses that 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 uh, that that uh, a female brewer can have. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, it's just, it's just illogical. So. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about if, if people are interested in potentially participating in this course and, uh, you know, enrolling in the program here, how do they go about doing so? Uh, are there scholarships available? What, what, how to, for, for folks who are interested in, in, in taking, play, taking part of this program, tell us a little bit more. Um. I will say uh, some of our students just come. We have a lot of elective classes in beer, and they're open to any major across campus. So a lot of times they, you know, they'll take this Beers of the World class and be like, oh, beer's really cool. And then they'll start talking to our advisor, and they'll end up changing majors. Or a lot of them end up getting, you know, a minor in beverage management or something like that. And one cool thing that we have coming out is um, some certificates, too, and they're also stackable. So people can come, and they can... Um, kind of specialize either in ones like beverage scholar and then one's beverage manager. So depending on if you just are more interested in learning about beer and wine styles and spirits and things like that, or more interested in, you know, how to run a, how to run a bar, how to order and work through distributors and things like that. Um, That's a fun phone call home. You're like, mom, I'm going to be a brewer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we have great scholarships available. Um, we always encourage our students to apply. It's it's kind of the same issue we have kind of across the university where some students, they just don't apply, and then you've got a scholarship sitting there, and, yeah. like, nobody applies for it. And you're like, come on. <laughs> so, sure. um, you know, we've got, you know, our staff and our faculty are always willing to help students, you know, write those letters and uh, write our own letters or recommendation for students and things like that. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's just fun, and one cool thing about our program, too, and really the school hospitality as a whole, is that it really fits in with um, the university's mission and even Governor Polis's mission of sort of blending or blurring that line between high school and college and career. Sure. Um, so, you know, we really focus on experiential learning. You know, you get your hands dirty, you get in there, you're, you know, students are at the hotel, they're going to restaurants, they're, you know, preparing catering menus and their running events and things like that um so i think that's another real draw of coming to our program um it's just that 
you're not going to just sit in a classroom all day and look at a whiteboard. It's it's all hands on. So, um, yeah, I think, but yeah, as far as just, uh, you know, coming to MSU Denver, I know we have like free application day coming up like next week or this week. I don't know. (laughs) It's coming up. Um, so that's always good because anybody can apply. And even if you decide not to come here, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, so, you know, that, it's always a good opportunity. I'll be at the open house. We've got an open house coming up in a few weeks. Um, but, you know, our, our staff and faculty are always very excited to talk to pr- prospective students or interested students. And, um, you know, even if a major in brewery operations isn't the right fit, you know, you can do um, like independent studies majors and things like that. Um, so there's there's always flexibility there. But I think we worked really hard the last few years and really catering our degree to what the student needs and also what the industry needs, Um, kind of blending those two together so that our students graduate with like the most essential and best skills possible for the workforce. Very cool. And I believe, are are you all going to be attending the Colorado Craft Brewer Summit again this year? I think that's where we met you guys last year. Yeah. 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 I'll be there. We'll have a, we'll have a booth for the lab. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I unfortunately, (laughs) not unfortunately, but I teach classes on both Thursday and Friday. So Mm. I'll just kind of be Luckily, it's right downtown, so I can hop back and forth and yeah. say hi to people. But Very cool. Yeah, I always love the summit. Well, I, I want to give a plug to the summit. Um, you know, our friends at the Colorado Brewers Guild, Craft Brewers Guild, um, put on a, a summit each year in the in the autumn. This year, it's going to be taking place November 9th through 10th here in downtown Denver. Um, you know, if you're working for a brewery, uh, you can definitely register uh, uh, and register from, from your brewery. You get $25 off your registration. And it's a good opportunity to connect with great folks like uh, MSU here. Um, a big thank you once again to our friends here at ONTAP Credit Union. I know a couple episodes ago we teased a special offer, and now I'm, I'm very excited to share what that is. Uh, for those of you who are maybe looking to open up a new personal checking account, if you use the promo code PORCH, you can celebrate with $150 in your new checking account when you use that promo code. So once again, if you're looking for a new uh, you know, opportunity to, to do personal finance or, or open up a checking account, just use the promo code PORCH and you'll get $150 to, to start out your, your check, new checking account. Sweet. Now I'll have bucks. A, you think they'll let me use that? I, I, now I'll have $152. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a big thank you once again to uh, Bernardo and Katie here at the uh, School of Hospitality here at uh, Metro State University. Uh, it was really incredible hearing about this program. Really cool to see, you know, all all different aspects of the brewing industry represented here in in one in a one stop shop. You know, you have the brew pub, you have the lab, you have, um, you know, you even talked about the hotel, which is also part of the hospitality program. But but the brewing side, and then. Um, you know, learning about finances. It's really cool that it's not just, you know, I'm going to sit down, I'm just going to become a brewer. Uh, it's, it's really, really incredibly important in this day and age to learn all aspects of the business to, to truly succeed um, in this competitive landscape. So um, a big thank you once again. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you, man. Once again, this has been the Porchcast. Uh, a big thank you to my co-host, uh, Corey, over here. Happy to be back. And uh, we'll check you later. <laughs>